next legacy. Yeah. 
I tell them if they don't know me, they better ask their mama and them. Miles most definitely got rocked the freaks of the industry. She was doing the hussy dance and your mama was getting around. So she most definitely know who money be here. <laughs> hey, and, and, and they mama had sex packages. I know every mama had yeah. sex packages though. They all did. <laughs> Hey, but if they talking about their mama, they mama tell you what using those sex packages. <laughs> Moms was getting rock raw. They like, mama, is that my package? I got the humpy nose. I might have. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, well, I got a real question here. <laughs> Most definitely, you had mentioned Tupac. His first feature was on the same song, and that also was on the soundtrack from the movie. Um, but help me out. Oh, um, you're talking about uh, Nothing But Trouble. Nothing But Trouble. The movie is on the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, Nothing But Trouble. And, but how was it? Tell the fans, because a lot of our new, like I said, we got a lot of young listeners, and a lot of them just getting up on Pac and, and keeping the history on Pac. For being a person who worked with him, probably actually fucking damn near lived with him the majority of the start of his career, man. Let us know how it was working with him and being around him. Well, you know, the thing about Pac was, you know, the misconception for a lot of people was that he, you know, he got a little fame and then he started acting crazy. But I always tell everybody he was he was crazier before he got fame. <laughs> he was a wild dude back in the day, you know. And that, and it, it's funny because you know I watched as he, you know, got more experience in the game and as he got a little older, he actually did calm down a little bit. You know, because he, he, he just had so much, um, I never met somebody with that much drive. You know what I mean? They just wasn't going to be, they had to have it. You know what I'm saying? He, from from when I first met him, he knew what he wanted to do. He knew what he wanted. And he wasn't going to stop till he got it. You know what I mean? And it's, it's very rare that you meet people with, with, with a work ethic, work ethic like that. You know what I'm saying? People always say, well, what, you know, what did you, Learn from Pac or what? It, you know, I, I say, you know, Pac was like he was. I'm I'm like a year and a half older than him, and you know, he came in the game up under us. So I kind of like brought him around, especially when he came to the town. I was, you know, introducing everybody and would take him to get his weed and, and do this, that, and the other. But you know, once he rose to fame, you know, I kind of what I learned from him and just watching him was his work ethic was without question the the craziest that I've ever seen in my life. And so, you know, I always, my thing is, you know, I can never, like, slow down or nothing's too, too, you know, too much for me, like, to say, if if, if, I'm, if I'm up 24 hours working on something and I, I got to work another hour because I need to get it done, I kind of think of how a pot used to rock, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fuck sleep, you know what I mean? I need to get this done. And that's kind of how he was. He would, he would, he would be rocking. He'd be in, the, you know, wake up, hit two studios, go do a, a, a shoot a movie. Then when he get done shooting, go to another studio and then do a show, a show the same night. You know what I mean? <laughs> just not, and then party afterwards. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and get up and do it all over again. He's he's out of control. So no. I mean, he's a wild dude. And I and I, and I will say this. You know, you write, you know, of anybody because we were the closest in age, you know, on the road we was roommates 
And like I said, especially when he started coming around in the Bay, I was the one that took him around. So we were we probably were the closest and had the most in common. But you know, one thing about Pac was that when we when me and him was around, it was just nonstop laughter. You know, we were just talking about each other's mamas and capping and just you know having fun. You know, we was 19 years old back then and just wilding out. So. Mm. And I got another question. <clears throat> How was he trying to? Because I know when y'all first came out, I would argue with motherfuckers. I'm like, bro, that that nigga is Humpy Hump is the light skinned nigga, bro. No, bro, <laughs> that's that's nigga, that's a whole other knee. He just wear a nose. I'm like, motherfucker, I done like gotten like wrestling matches and the tore up like dope houses when the, when y'all video used to come on because niggas used to yeah. argue about. You know what I'm saying? How was it, and how, who came up with that idea, and how was it to conceal, uh, the, you know, to have that fun and be like, nah, that's another human, you know what I'm saying? Well, it was it was actually the character, you know, Shot came up with it. Um, you know, it's kind of like it was a persona, he said, of like one of his uncles mixed with some other stuff and some other stuff. But really, <laughs> it was kind of slick to pull it off because he actually has a brother that looked just like him, you know, give it a take. You know, he's a little bit shorter, but but when we used to take photos and you see Humpty and Shock in the same same picture, that'd be him and his brother. You know what I mean? And we even toured with both of them. And so, you know, his brother would be on, on stage and Shock coming from the other side and people like, I told you it was two people. You know what I mean? Oh, not knowing shit. that. That shot be behind the stage rapping while his brother mouthing it, and then he'll come out and do the, you know. So he'll get away with it for a while, you know. That's crazy. Mm. That's so, yeah, crazy, I, mean, I that swear. We used to argue, bro. I'm like, bro, bro, just look at him, man. I'm like, nigga, he just putting on the nose, bro. He's like, bro, why would he even do that? That's stupid. Like, bro, that's another nigga, bro. I'm like, no <laughs> doubt. And I'm going to tell you that a lot of people and, don't know. And, and, like, and money B, head. you know, yeah. you you know money B when it when it came to digital underground, like to me, especially being you know born and raised in the Bay, like you know digital underground got that it cult following because you know just for a simple fact that you know y'all niggas was was, was the type of niggas that didn't sound like you know the round the way dudes. Y'all had y'all own style, so when y'all got together, like was it was it something that Y'all was like, okay, well, you got you got your individual thing. I got mine. We're going to just kind of blend it together and make it pop. Like, how, how did it all kind of come together to the point where y'all just, you know, a lot of people that know Digital Underground know that, you know, it's it's a massive following behind y'all movement. Well, it's a trip, you say, because we, we all did have our own thing in our, in our own. So normally, a lot of times, especially back in the day, you know how it is, like normally when crews come up, Usually they'd be like from the same neighborhood or they about the same music. You know what I'm saying? They're like, man, we want to do this and let's go get it. The, mm -hmm. the crazy part about Digital Underground is we all had our own individual flavor and, and musical taste. You know what I mean? Because we, none of us are from the same neighborhood. None of us are from the same. Actually, none of us are originally from the same city, actually. You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy the way we came together which is a whole nother story. But, you know, when we did get together, it, was, it wasn't it was like, 
you know, we're just going to be gangsta and we're going to do this or we're going to do this. And mm -hmm. it was kind of like each song was its own individual song and everybody had input and whoever's style fit the song, then that's the kind of the direction that it would go. You know, for instance, if, you know, we might have a song and it's like, okay, we bought freaks in the industry. Money B, you little nasty motherfucker. I know you got something. You know what I mean? <laughs> or if it's, if it's something about, you know, something militant or if it, if it to be stern, it'd probably be Tupac or Pee Wee. Or if it was, you know, if it's real funk or something like that, then it's shot with maybe smooth singing on it. You know what I mean? So right. it, it wasn't like we just had one particular lane that we stuck to. You know, I always tell people the only, and even, and that went from song to song and even from album to album, meaning that, you know, Sex Packets didn't sound anything like Sons of the P, which didn't sound anything like, you know, this is an EP release or the next album, the next album. And I always tell people the one, the constant thing about Digital Underground was change. That was the only constant, meaning each each album we introduced new members, we introduced the new sound, we probably more than likely introduced the new instrument, you feel me? And everybody always say, like, man, you know, uh, such and such used to be in Digital Underground. It's like, Nobody ever quit Digital Underground or got kicked out. So, mm -hmm. you know, Digital Underground was, rather than it was a group, it was more like a, a big production team. You feel me? To even be associated, you had to have something going on. Mm -hmm. Meaning that me and Fuse were raw fusion before we got with Digital. You know, Tupac was strictly dope, but we knew that even when he got with the group, that the goal was for him to get to a level where he can do his own album. Same with Saphir, uh, Mystic. You know what I'm saying? Even, you know, Numb and Yuck was down with us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everybody had their own thing, but everybody was part of the collective, which is our crew. And everybody had their own style and the way that they did their thing. When we came together, you just added your flavor to it. You know, you sprinkle it, and how it came out was how it came out. And realistically, you see nowadays a lot of artists are following that pattern today. With like the Kanye Lamborghini Mercy, the the, yeah. the uh the new French Montana pop that, you know, it's like Rick Ross, Wayne, Drake. They just saying, Fuck it, it ain't they ain't trying to say this is what we finna do, just do what the fuck you do. You know, and we we, we gonna make yeah. it work. Cause, and 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 and, and, uh, and that's the pattern that the newer artists are following today. So actually y'all fucking paid away for that, really. Because <laughs> if you look at it, it's like, you got like, damn, why you rapping with him? Or why they doing that? Or they doing that? But it's, it's working and they motherfuckers doing it now. So, that's what's up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. trendsetter, Trendsetters is, is definitely what Digital Underground stood for because of, of the fact that y'all was, all y'all niggas was different, like you said, man. And I mean, how you look at, how you look at today's day and age where it's just like, Fly made a, uh, made a perfect point about, you know, you, you see Kanye and you see all these different people kind of emulating what y'all did. Like, I mean, how you look at things nowadays, bro, and just be like, you know, you know, not not just a nigga getting credit for, you know, some of the shit that, you know, y'all helped pay the way for, but, you know, a lot of people in this culture, man, nowadays don't even appreciate, you know, shit like they used to nowadays. You know what I mean? Well, you got to think, well, you know, it's, it's, it's a bunch of things, you know, but let me just say, you know, as far as hip-hop goes overall, I'm still a fan of hip-hop, and I still think that there are, there are innovative artists that come along. It's just that, you know, the masses are, are probably exposed to less, meaning that 
once something popped, you know, everybody want to do what happened, what popped. Like back in the day when we came out, if 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 Slick Rick came out, then Slick Rick sounded like Slick Rick. We couldn't sound like Slick Rick. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We had to sound different. When, uh, you know, Public Enemy came out, then, you know, we didn't want to sound like Public Enemy. Now something happened. When 50 vote, everybody want to sound like 50. Or everybody right. want to sound like 2 Chains or wh whoever it is with the new flavor of the month, then everybody... <laughs> Yeah. Wait a minute! Wait, wait, wait! Say that what? one more time. The new, what? the new flavor of the month. That, that's huge. That's real shit. Yeah, that's I mean, real. you know, it is, it's like whatever's the flavor of the month or what's winning. <gasps> everybody want to sound like it. You know what I mean? They want to, you know, copy that style or, or whatever it is, trying to get a piece of that. Whereas, you know, I came up in an era of individuality. Everybody wanted to sound different. Like it was, it was whack. If you even remotely sounded like another MC, then True. like you wouldn't get no credit. Now, you know, if you, if somebody makes something that pop, oh man, let me get that same producer and let me rap just like that. Is you know what I'm saying? It ain't it ain't. You're winning. Every, every everybody's <laughs> on that same thing. You know? we, we made it. We made the point about that last week, uh, or the week before that. I remember is I say his name. What is it? Franco Star? What's the nigga name? Fredro? Yeah, you right. Yeah, Fredro Star, his new song, 160 on the Dash. Is, you, know, you probably not, haven't heard it. it. It came and went. <laughs> but it's, it's like it was a down south beat, and he was 160 on the Dash. 160 on the Dash. And trying to, like, look at it. I'm right, 160 with it. I'm like, bro, that is not, y'all, you know, you Onyx, bro. That ain't. Yeah, that ain't. That ain't, your, <laughs> that ain't your life. You know what I'm saying? That ain't. It sounded like it just. He didn't look right. He didn't even look comfortable. It seemed like somebody talked to me into it. If you go look at the video and watch it, it's, it's a Camaro. He talking about the Camaro, and it's called 160 on the dash. And he just look. Yeah. He don't even look right. Don't sound right. It's like, come on, bro. You know what I mean? So I understand like, what you're saying. And then, you know, my, my whole thing about you know, I feel like if you're doing music, man, just do do you, and don't worry about trying to copy somebody else. Because realistically. You know, there's so many different genres and, and everybody, meaning that I always tell somebody, if you are a rapper and you like rapping, if you are a rapping vampire, you all you talk about is vampire shit, there's an audience out there that's going to like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so whatever True. it is you into, you know what I'm saying, I can rap about getting shitted on. I'm, there's an audience for that. There's some people out there that want to get shitted on. You know what I mean? And then, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, and then, and then there's the whole way, like, this, like the styles. I mean, I know it's kind of like out of date, but I, but I said this years ago when you know you, you notice like at one point when 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 East Coast had it, and then you know there was a brief time we had it in the Bay with the hyphen movement. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then there was a time when everybody was coming out of Houston, and then you know then it moves to this part, and it's like. It it always comes full circle. It just it just goes around. You know what I mean? So maybe these three years is out of Atlanta or whatever. But two years from now it might be a renaissance in, in Ohio. So if you're in Ohio, Chicago, you're doing your Chicago. Ohio thing. Yeah, Chicago, whatever. Chicago, chief keeping keep little niggas out of Chicago doing their thing right now. Yeah, I'm just saying if you I'm just saying if you in Seattle, keep doing your Seattle thing because eventually. Mm -hmm. 
it'll come back around and just be master that, you know, your, your thing and, and, and what's unique about you because when it come around, just be ready because when you go chasing, like, you know, like a sack chaser, just always chasing what's, what's happening, you ain't going to never, you'll never be, you'll never be as great as the thing that you're chasing if you're always Real copying the, the style of today. You know what I mean? Real shit. Money B's our guest on Smoke A Lot Radio. We got new slaps from this guy right here that we're about to yes, play in. Not only that, oh, we're going we gonna to take some callers because, you know, it's a lot of women out there that's throwing little knock Twitter comments, but, you know, they got some they got some, <laughs> they got some Money B sex questions too. So, you know, if y'all want to follow Money B on Twitter, make sure y'all hit him up at Money B69. Hit him right now. Go ahead, it. Go ahead and get at the guy. Yo, these these tracks that you gave me, bro, like, uh, you know, t tell the people a little bit about what, project coming up, project you got on deck, what's up? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying, I got a, a new project, a new book called Mask, M-A-S-K, which stands for Money B and Scott Knox. Uh, my guy, Scott Knox, he's out of uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, you know what I'm saying, and, and we got together through DJ Newstyles, who, who's a DJ for Digital Underground for about seven, eight years, and, um... You know, I just say, like, as far as me, you know, I'm always talking about kicking it, partying, you know what I'm saying? If you know me, you know how I get down. But mm -hmm. uh, Mox probably bring a little more street vibe to it, you know what I'm saying? And I'm in the mixture, but we both MCs, and we and we um, respect the craft of hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? We both love it. So I think just on that level, we kind of, like, saw eye to eye. And he kind of reminds me, he, he's a clown like me. So, you know, we all about kicking it. So, um... You know, I got down with my boy Knox, and we got this group called Mask. Um, the single is called Living in the Sky. Um, and, uh, you know, one way to describe that, that song, Living in the Sky, is like I told you, everybody is rapping about the same thing right now, or they just, you know, whatever's popular. And Living in the Sky is kind of a departure that I feel like, you know, it kind of puts you in mind to like a, like a like a hard knock life by Jay Z, kind of like you know some just some some real street aspiration, not not really preachy, but but not just the same old same old. You know what I mean? No doubt, no doubt. Kind of giving you an insight if you if you if you part of the struggle and you're trying to come up, you know, keep keep hustling and don't give up. You know what I mean? That's what it is. So that's what that's we gonna... then, go, go ahead, ahead bro. Sorry. No, go ahead, no, right. Good. Oh, I was just saying. You know that, and that's the that's the, the the first single that we're releasing, and then of course you got um they want to know, which is probably the next single. That's probably more along the lines of what what y'all what y'all really know me for that freak shit, and you know it's called <laughs> they want to know, but really the message is they want to know what the dick game do. You know because all the chicks want to know how that dick how that dick is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we, <laughs> all right. we just putting it out there. So. They want to know, so I don't know which one you're gonna rock first. And uh, then no. I got, I got, I got a. Uh, then the other one I sent you is um, a song I did a minute. It's called Porno Music. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Some of y'all might not know. It's, I used to, you know, I dabbled in the in the porn industry for a minute. You know, I had the production company, Sex in the Studio, with Cleanest Mac. We put it down, Sex in the Studio, and uh. You know, so I was I was in that. So speaking from a perspective, somebody that was in the business, I made a song called Porno Music, kind of telling you how how I was getting down. And that was that was featured on the um, mixtape I did with DJ Fresh, the Tonight Show. Minute. Next legacy.